the Lord says build yourselves up in your most holy faith build yourself up in your most holy most holy faith how are you holy by my grace yet I've required you to present your bodies a living sacrifice that is holy and reasonable worship of service of worship amen so Lord God we come before you father and we present ourselves as a sacrifice God a living sacrifice Lord God telling ourselves no to the things of the world and telling ourselves yes to everything in God everything in God all that you have for us oh God and the Lord says build yourselves up build yourselves up build yourselves up in your most holy faith cling on to my love keep yourself in my love said God keep yourself in my love said the Lord meditate on those things that are lovely and of a good report walk in the faith that I gave you said God I've all given you all the same measure of faith so build yourselves up on that faith that I gave you build yourselves up he wants you to encourage he says encourage yourselves today encourage yourselves be built up be built up think about my love for you God said don't think about don't meditate on what the world has taken from you but think about all that I have given you in my kingdom said the Lord think about how I love you oh how I love my children oh how I love you my son I love you my daughter I love you with an everlasting love nothing will separate you from my love my love said God rest assured and know that I love you and that which I call you to, I'm walking with you. I won't leave you astray. I won't set you up for failure. I won't set you up for embarrassment. I'm with you, said God. I will always be with you, said the Lord. All you got to do is listen for me. All you got to do is sense my presence. All you got to do is step out of the boat. Step out of the boat and walk on the water and walk in my love. Hallelujah. This is we pray this morning and intercede, lift up our requests. I'm telling you, that crazy devil will use anything to try to distract us. Hallelujah. But listen, as we lift up these requests this morning, I'm certainly not going to drag this out. But I want to charge you. I want to encourage you this morning. Glory to God. The Bible says to set your face like a flint. Hallelujah. And in the New Testament, it said to resist him steadfast in the faith. Because sometimes when things happen, and especially when crazy, uh, unexpected things happen, we get lost, we get stuck on the moment and what's going on and try to figure things out. Listen, I'm here to tell you this morning, all it is is the devil that's trying to keep you, uh, glory to God, from the victory that's already yours this morning. I said that's already yours this morning, glory to God, and try to keep your mind off of Jesus. But this morning, if you will resist him, steadfast in the faith with your praise, with your worship, with your prayers, with your intercession, with your adorations. Come on, as we make these requests, lift your voice in this house and begin to cry out because the thing he doesn't want you to do is to worship and praise your God. Lift your voice in this sanctuary. Cry out. 
it. Don't stop now. Don't stop now. Your crying is doing more than you realize. Come on, you're piercing the darkness. Yes, Lord, with your cries. Yes, yes, yes. My soul says yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, we won't bow. We won't give in. We won't give up. But we stand firmly on God's word and promises. We pray for this great house. In the name of Jesus, we lift up evangel. Every arm of the ministry. Every connector. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for souls in this house. Exponential growth here. Yes, Lord. Revival. Restoration. Renewal, healing, deliverance, breakthrough, miracles, signs, wonders. Lift your voice, cry out. We lift up our bishop. We pray for Dr. Terry. We bless him in the name of the Lord. We speak strength into his life. Health and healing. In the name of Jesus. Encouragement and courage for him this morning. In the name of Jesus. We lift up Dr. Cheryl. Anoint her like ever before. In the name of Jesus. We speak grace over her life. Grace. 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 More grace in the name of Jesus. Now lift your voice again. Cry out. Cry out. Cry out. Yes. Yes. We bless your name. We give you glory, God. Yes. We will not be denied. We will not give in. We come here to bless and exalt the name of Jesus. Be lifted up in this place. Be exalted in our lives. One more time, will you lift your voice and shout? Shout! In Jesus' name. says did you not sing I am the air you breathe did you not sing I am the bread that you eat when there's pollution in the air air quality index shows stay in your house I tell you this morning the enemy's trying to pollute trying to pollute the air in which you're spiritually breathing. The Spirit of the Lord says, when you get hungry, do you not eat? The food you eat for three meals does not sustain you for the next several days. I tell you, the enemy's trying to pollute the food that you're eating. I tell you this morning, said the Spirit of the Lord, I am releasing 
a new air. I am releasing a new meal. Do not lean to yesterday. Do not lean to five minutes ago. But breathe deep in my spirit. Eat my food, says the Lord. Bask in my presence. For did not the man of God pray of the battles? I tell you, the battles are many and the battles are great. But I am the victor, says the Lord. I am the one leading the church to the spirit of the Lord. Remove the mask the enemy has placed upon you. For the air is fresh. And sit and eat, for the food is fine. This is the times of the spirit of the Lord. For I am releasing. I am releasing. I am releasing a new air, unpolluted by the enemy, for you to breathe. Bask, bask and soak in my presence, says the Lord. The Lord says, pant like the deer at the water for me. Lay yourself under my feathers. Be in my presence day and night, night and day. I am your shelter. I am your God. I am your provider. I care for you. Look to me and I will provide for you. Lean on me and I will be your buckler, your shield, your strength, your stronghold. Lean on me. I love my children. I love my people. Look to me. Look to me and know that I am with you. Be strong. Be strong, my mighty warriors. Be proud of who you are as my children. Stand tall. Be the pillar. Be the light. For I will provide for you. I will give you the strength. I will give you the wisdom. I will give you all you need, says the Lord.
Amen. Folks still coming in, and that's a blessing. I'm so excited. Pastor Bill Vaughn is in the house. Hallelujah. Those of you that don't know, he had a real serious car accident a number of weeks ago. And the devil is a lie. And he is on his way up. Amen. We got a good report this week about Bishop. this morning because he's making sure I do everything right. So just yell out, hey Bishop! Hey, Bishop! Hallelujah! Woo! Amen. We're getting so many praise reports. I want to encourage you, is anyone from our healing rooms in here? Any of my healing room team. Okay, right at the back, Marguerite. So I want to encourage you. I'm getting praise reports from healing rooms. If you need a healing and anything, you need to be set free of anything, you need to be in them healing rooms. Amen? So uh, when's the next time, Marguerite? All right, second Tuesday of the month coming up. Come, oh my word, they're just having off-the-chain healings, miracles. Amen. God is good. I'm excited. Hallelujah. I want you to look with me this morning to the Word of God. God gave me this Word, and he said to me, this is not just a nice little word so everybody can go home and say, gosh, wasn't that a nice word? He said, I want them to hear and listen. I said, okay, God. Then he woke me up again this morning. And he said, I want you to add this and add that. And, okay. But I just want you to know I said to God, it's not revelating or nothing. And God says, well, who says it's got to be revelating? I said, okay. But he said, there are some in this house even, some in the body of Christ that we need to rededicate our hearts to him this morning. Hallelujah. If you've never made Jesus your Lord. This is an awesome time. 
Because this is a season that God's shifting and doing all kinds of stuff. But I want you to just this morning lift your hands. And let's make him Lord, Adonai. Not, not just say a bunch of prayer and, and walk off. This morning, I want you to say it as if your life depended on it. Say it as if you died tomorrow. This is for sure, for sure. How many of you lock your house at night? How many of you, by the time you go to bed, you kind of make your way around and make sure it's locked? Well, let's do a makeup for sure, for sure this morning. Say, Jesus, you are Lord. Adonai. And I pray this morning in the holy name of Jehovah to come into my heart like never before. Change me. Make me different. Be Lord over everything in my life. Jesus, you died. You sacrificed. You gave everything for me when you didn't even know me. So, Lord, I receive it. Live big through me. Come, stay. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Yes, fresh and new. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood. Jesus for the blood hallelujah oh. hallelujah see who are you who are you that's what you're going to answer today and you're going to take that with you everywhere you go because he's revealing who you are and he's revealing like never before whose you are how many of you heard that prophetic word this morning lean on him be the light because see, this is what God showed me. He said the enemy is trying to be right up in your face. And he's trying to roadblock you on every side. And he's trying to make you feel because you got emotion. Don't you dare say God's not in emotions. He certainly is in emotions. Jesus wept. That's an emotion.
But the enemy is trying to cause you to feel like you don't have any options. You're roadblocked. He's trying to make you feel like the only option you have is whatever the world says is the way it should be or the lowest of the lowest of the lowest things to do you don't have no options the enemy is telling you you can't move forward you can't move forward because you got all this junk in the backward here he's telling you you ain't got no future you don't have no destiny you can't even live right every day Liar. Liar. Liar! Stop believing lies! I command you in Jesus' name. Stop believing lies. He's a liar. And when those thoughts come into your mind, discern their lies. Because God don't lie. Listen to me. This attack, I'm going to tell you what, it's hitting marriages right and left. I am so serious. It's hitting marriages first before it even hits the rest of us. He is trying to destroy what God puts together. Well, I don't know if God put us together. Give it up. Give it up and just say, okay, God put us together. Because he is not confused. I want to tell you what. If you're married, God puts you together. <laughs> That's simple. And the enemy is attacking. Now listen to me. This is what God spoke to my heart. He says, it is causing a lot of people to become stunned and numb. Stunned and numb. Just like you get a bite by a bug. You get numb and it inflates and it, it uh, blows up. God said, we have got to take authority We've got to do everything that we know to do, pray fast, talk to God, talk, look at your neighbor say talk, to one another. <laughs> See, I told you this was not revelating. <laughs> Why don't we talk to one another? Help us. I said to God, well, I don't talk to him sometimes because I don't want to say something I shouldn't. God says, so you don't talk ever? Hello. I'll forgive him when I'm calmed down. 
God said, well, I didn't say in my word, forgive when you're calm. Come on, people. Are you hearing me? Stun and numb. What happens when you're numb? You don't see God in anything. You don't see God. You don't see one another. You don't see your friends. You don't see your relatives, any of your relationships that are going sideways. You don't see it because you're numb. And so all that your focus goes on is the upset, the storm, the not getting along with this one and that one. And listen to me. That's not, nothing but the enemy. Well, easy for you to say, Pastor Cheryl. You don't seem to go through any storms. <laughs> Are you hearing me? We got to go. And this is what God said. He says, you're in a season where I'm taking the people above the storm. Okay, but you know what? Before you all start going rah, 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 it is a struggle to get up there. You're climbing the side of this mountain, and you're slipping, and you're sliding, and you're getting numb, and you're feeling like there's no hope, and your focus gets off because you're going up the side of the mountain. And all you're thinking is, I can barely survive. But he says, you're going to go. You're going to go above what's temporary. You're going to go above the side of the mountain. You're going to go above the storm. And you're going to get your eyes. Look at your neighbors. Say, get your eyes on the horizon. Get your eyes on the horizon. You know, it stormed really bad last night. At least where I live, it did. I don't know. It seems like you can drive a mile and people look at you like, we didn't have any rain. Okay. Anyway, it stormed. So my dogs were hiding in the closet. So once it got real quiet out there and the, and the rain had subsided, I went out by the, the door wall and I started to walk out and here comes a little pitter-patter of feet. And they all come out with me. And I'm standing out on the patio, and the Lord said, look at the horizon. I said, God, there ain't no horizon and no dark. He said, I'm telling you, walk to the edge of the patio. So I did, and the clouds were parting. And there was light coming through, because it wasn't dark totally. Are you with me? There was a light in the horizon. There was a clearing. That's where we got to focus. We are focused on the heavy clouds and the storms and the rain. And the, no, focus on that light that's peering through. That's the horizon. You getting it? God says, I am showing now here comes that prophetic word this morning where the prophetic word was build yourself. Build, build. 
God said, I am using this season to build. Now, I don't know about any of you, but sometimes it ain't fun to build. It creates a mess. Are you with me? But God said, I am building, I'm developing you because I want you not only to be developed into who you are, he says, but I'm causing you to know who I am. <laughs> Woo! How many of you know God and who he is today better than you did yesterday? Better than you did last week? And years ago, how many of you would say, I have changed so much? That's what he's after. He's building you into who you are, who you need to be for his kingdom. This is so not about you and so not about me. He needs us to build the kingdom. And the enemy is trying to tear down and rip and shred and eliminate and cause you to silence yourself and not be used for the kingdom so that there's a whole slew of people that never get touched. Look at the horizon, not at the heavy cloud in front of you. Let's look at Matthew 26, 41. Watch and pray. He didn't say, run your mouth and pray. He didn't say, run your mouth, watch, complain, murmur, cry, and maybe, if you think about it, pray. It just says, watch and pray. That you not enter into temptation. That you not enter into that temptation to complain, to crab, to moan, to drive everybody and yourself crazy. He says, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And if you look that up in the Hebrew, the flesh translates human nature. Human nature. It's our nature to be a pain in the earlobes. <laughs> it's our nature to drive one another crazy. It's our nature to find fault and to judge and to murmur, etc., etc., etc. It's our nature. He says, the spirit's willing. God, I'm willing. But the flesh, that human nature, is weak. So what do I do? You don't get to walk around blaming your human nature. You don't get to walk around blaming your mother. Blaming your father. Blaming your mate. Well, I'm like this because he, because she. No, sorry, not before God. He says, build yourself up. He's building you up. Look at your neighbor and say, who are you? Are you getting this? 
A lot of folks that are very sensitive in their emotions, the enemy's using confusion, torment, mind attacks. And I want to tell you something. If you are sensitive in your emotions, don't let people tell you you need to grow up. You need to see the gift that God's given you prophetically and use it for that and not the other human nature junk. That's a gift when you have sensitive emotions. It's just it's got to be channeled in the right direction because the enemy uses it to derail, to distract, to bring division. The enemy uses it. You just got hacked. That's right. When we get hacked, hello. How many of you ever been hacked on Facebook? That's the famous one. Somebody sent me a message one time said, Dr. Cheryl, we just think you got hacked. I said, oh my God, what's that? And they said, because you're sending us weird stuff. Oh no, what does that mean? So I had to have one of my sons in the Lord, okay, come here, I got hacked. He said, it's not like a disease, mom. Okay, well, what happened? You just, somebody jumped in on your page. The devil's jumping in all over your pages. The devil's jumping in all over your emotions, jumping in all over your situations and circumstances, jumping in on every one of your relationships. He is hacking you. And we got to get out of there. Shut it down. Just like you would change your password, change your password. That's your password. The devil can't figure that one out. The devil doesn't understand that password. Come on, let me hear your password. Take that, devil. Let's see who you can hack now. Are you with me? We have got to be vigilant. We've got to start staying aware. We've got to stay full of the Spirit. We've got to watch. Watch what you're feeding on and what you're filling up on. Who are you when you look at a newspaper or you're looking at your phone news and you're getting freaked out? Who are you? I don't care what the news says. I care what Jesus says. Amen. Who are you? What are you feeding on? Well, I just read this good book. Forget the book. If you are being hacked, you need the word. Hello. Oh, but it's a Christian book. I don't care. I don't care what kind of book. If, it's, if you're in the middle of being hacked, read the word. That's the best book. Some people, they can quote 
quotes out of every kind of book, but they can't tell you what the word of God says. Who are you? I told you you wouldn't like this too much. Say God is in control. God is in control. God is in control. Look what he says here in Acts 13, 52. And the disciples, are you a disciple? Who are the disciples? Me too, Jesus, me too. That's the only me too movement I want to be part of. Me too, Jesus, me too. And the disciples were filled with joy, filled with the Holy Ghost. Not full of something else. <laughs> Hello. Full of joy. Not happiness. I get so sick of it. If I hear that come out of anybody's mouth, I just want to go jump on them. I'm not happy. Not happiness. Happiness is a state of mind. It's based on your outward circumstances. I say this constantly. If I come up to you and I slap you in the face, you are not happy. But if I come up to you and I give you $1,000, you are happy. Because happy is based on your circumstances. It says the disciples were being filled with joy. And being filled, that translates in the Hebrew, constantly being filled. Constantly, constantly being filled with joy and the Holy Ghost. Filled with joy and the Holy Ghost. Joy and the Holy Ghost. Because you run out sometimes. Because you get a leak when you get hacked. You get leaked and you get leaking, and you need more joy and more Holy Ghost and more joy and more Holy Ghost. Are you getting this? So why are we in such warfare right now? Because we're closer to promises God has made us than we've ever been. Closer, closer, closer. Oh, well, I know I heard that, but a thousand years is a day to God. You don't have a thousand years. Promise you. I'm telling you, you're closer now to kingdom than you ever been. Another thing God said, I'm shifting seasons. Now, we know that. We've heard that over and over, but you are going higher. Because if you weren't going higher, you wouldn't constantly be getting hacked. And you were going higher, you wouldn't constantly find yourself in turmoil and upset. You're going higher. And that's necessary. And it's a good thing. How many of you just want to stay where you're at in God? See, look around that one person he has a hand up. Because we, we want to go higher in God. But I want to tell you, it costs you something. It ain't free. People go, oh, 
it's free to come to Jesus. No, it is not free. The blood is accessible to whomever, but the, the choice costs you something. Yeah, we got freedom of choice. It's the one time that I'll say yes to freedom of choice. Because you choose Jesus. But I'm telling you, it costs us. We're going higher. Higher. And the higher you go, the air gets a little thin up there. The higher you go, you're just like, wow, I didn't know. Yep. I didn't know this. I didn't know that. Yep. The higher you go, you're seeing things a whole lot differently. Ain't that true? There's a whole lot of difference looking at stuff from ground level outward. Good morning, lovely Facebook family. I love you. And live stream family, I love you. But if I go up higher, now I'm looking down. I can probably see them in their living room. Are you with me? No, don't get all freaked out. I can't see. God says, I'm shifting seasons. You're going higher. And he said this. This was interesting. He goes, your story is changing. He says, your story is changing. In other words, he said to me, you're no longer who you were. Yes! He says, you're no longer who you used to be. You're not who you used to be. I don't want to be anyway. It's okay. You ever listen to people? Oh, I wish I was back in my 20s. I don't. Oh, I wish I was in my 30s. I don't. Well, what about the 40s and the 50s? No, you can have them. I love the 60s. He's changing you. Say, who am I? Now, here we go. The prophetic word. He says, I'm getting you into new air. Did you hear that this morning? New air. That means a new season, a new era. Now, you heard me say this so many times back during COVID. There is no such thing as going back to the way it was. Saints, some of us did not hear me. Hello. God said this to me. He says, I'm drawing a line in the sand. Wow. And I'm going to tell you what, he's doing that in relationships. He's doing that in the relationship he has with us. He's doing it. He's saying, you are not going back. And he says, I'm drawing a line. You're either for me or you're not. Now, if we're for him, then that means we're willing to be obedient. 
And if you know anything about that word obedient, that little word in the center, it's a killer. Die. D-I-E. He said, you're going to have to die. How many of you feel like you've been dying daily? <laughs> Amen. But that's awesome. That's awesome. Look at your neighbor say, it's awesome that you're dying. Look at y'all going, you're crazy as can be, Dr. Cheryl. It is awesome that we are dying. Because the more we die, Paul said to live is Christ. And to die is gain. Come on, let me hear you say, I'm gaining. Yes. He says, you're not going to pray the way you used to. You're not going to pray the way you used to. Now hear this. You're not going to administer or preach the gospel the way you used to. Now, we've got awesome evangelism team. And they teach a different kind of method of evangelism. And it's awesome. It's called the Luke 10 method. We constantly present it here. They're going to be doing it again this month, next month, the month after one Sunday night. But I want to tell you, people, I've had people criticize. Well, that's not how the gospel should be presented. And I just giggle because every time God does something new, people are always critical. See, because we get stuck. We get stuck. We get stuck. I remember when my girls were little and we were walking along and they were in a wagon and I was pulling it. And all of a sudden, I stopped, and Jenna yells out, Are you tuck, Mama? Are you tuck? I go, What? She goes, Are you tuck, Mom? And then Lord yells, Stuck. Oh, no, honey, I'm not stuck. You tuck. Some of us are tuck. Gotta get unstuck. Be open. Administer the gospel in a new, fresh way. Pray in a different way. Somebody said to me the other day, they go, Dr. Cheryl, you know, when you prayed before, you prayed, but man, now you pray mad. I know, I'm mad. I'm so mad at the devil, I want to kill him. Listen, just be open to what God wants to do. Wherever he wants to do. Whenever, however, don't get tuck. Because God says, I'm giving you new air. Ever hear somebody say to you, there's something in the air. Yeah, it's Jesus and a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit. He says, I'm giving you new GPS directions. I love it. You won't have to go, I don't know where to go. Just tag into the Holy Ghost GPS. He says, I'm giving you a new direction, new mission, even some new details. Now hear this one. He goes, I'm giving you a new voice. A new voice. 
Now, that new voice is a boldness. But listen to me. He's dealing with the body in this hour, especially leaders. He's saying, I will not allow you to have an agenda. Woo! He says, there will not be any self-promotion. There will not be any ear-tickling words so you can gather people to yourself. He says, there ain't going to be no more of this junk. He says, I'm causing you to have a voice with the power to not claim territory for yourself, but you're going to claim territory and souls for my kingdom. See, God don't want to hear about your self-promoting. You know, I do not go to pastor meetings. I just don't go. When, when people go, oh, come, we're having a bunch of pastors gather just to relax and talk and share. That's a clue. That is a clue. I won't go. And all they, I've been. A Ben years ago, and all they want to do is, how many you got? How many are your numbers running? Are you getting good tithes? Is everybody giving? That is not what the kingdom's about. <laughs> Bishop and I, we just stopped going a long time ago. When we have a pastor gathering, it's so we can pray with one another. It's so that we can share ideas and strategy for kingdom. Not, not, how successful are you? I'm all about this. Forget it. God isn't impressed. God don't care. I've said this to y'all. God don't care if you shine in the dark. He does not care. And if God doesn't care, we shouldn't either. Hello. He says, I'm giving you a clear voice to cut through noise. Whoa. How many of you got enough noise going on? You got to constantly, every day I pray, God, silence the noise in my life. I hate noise. He says, and here's that prophetic word again about building. He says, I'm building you. I'm establishing you. I'm anointing you. Why? So you can be sensitive to what he's doing. If you got noise, you can't even hear what God's saying because you're so preoccupied. Forget it. Shut it all down. Even when you go grocery shopping, shut it all down. When I, before I get out of the car going into a store, I silence the noise. God, make me sensitive to your Holy Ghost. Let me talk to who you want me to talk to. Do what you want me to do. Get what you want me to get. Oh, Dr. Cheryl, you're just kind of weird. You're just overkill. That's okay. If that's all God accuses me of when I stand before him is that I was overkill for him, I'm good. I'm good. Man, be overkill for God. Go over the edge with him. He says, I am commissioning you in the wilderness, in your storms, in your everyday life, 
in your struggles, I'm commissioning you. Because he says, I'm telling you who you are. And I'm giving you a glimpse of who you will become. That should just get you all excited. Hallelujah! I want to know who I'm becoming, Jesus. Because I want to be something in you. It's a fight. Look at this. How do we respond to this? How do we respond to the hacking and the upset and all the j drama? He says, now look at here. Look at Hebrew 4.11. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Now look at the first four words. Let us labor, therefore. It is a fight to enter into rest. Hello. There's a fight for you to get to the ultimate purpose and plan that God has. There is a fight, I said, to get to the ultimate purpose and plan of God. Listen, listen to this story. It is so right on to what I just said. There was a rabbi and a blizzard had hit his, you know, his shul, his temple where he ministered. And when the blizzard hit, it destroyed one of the walls and there was significant water damage. And it was on the inside of the building, and he had to have shul. He had to have the building open for the people to come. So he called a painter, but the painter said, i got to wait a month to do the job right. It's got to dry and all that good stuff. Okay. But the rabbi thought, God, the shul's opening up. And he says, I just need it to look presentable. So he remembered a thrift shop in the area. And went to see if he could find something nice just to cover the wall. Well, he found this beautiful curtain with a Mog and David embroidered on it and the letters EBG underneath. And it was golden color and it would fit perfectly, so he bought it. So on the way back, he noticed an elderly Jewish woman. Now, you've got to connect all these dots. She was sitting there waiting for her bus in the blizzard. She had just missed her bus and had to wait. So he was driving by, coming back from the thrift store, and he lowered his window and he said to her, where do you need to go? And she said, New Jersey. He said, well, when's the next bus? And she said, not for two hours. Well, he says, you can't wait out here in the cold for two hours. Come into the temple, the shul, and have some hot tea because it's open right now. So she goes with him, and as she's sipping the warm tea, he's climbing the ladder to hang this new curtain he bought. And then she shouted at him, and it startled him. And she cried, where did you get that? And he says, it's mine. Or she said, it's mine. EBG over 35 years ago. I gave it as a present to my husband. 
And we were separated during the war, and I have not seen him since. Well, the rabbi, he said, I can't believe it. I just got this at a thrift shop. Here, you can have it. Take it. No. No, she said, better to let the temple use it. So the rabbi thanked her, and he offered to drive her home to New Jersey. Well, Purim came, and the shul was filled with people, and everybody was pleased with the restoration. And the rabbi was preparing to read the prayer when suddenly he heard incredible sobs behind him. He turned to see an elderly man with his hands over his face sobbing. So the rabbi approached him and said, what's wrong? He says, that curtain you have on the wall, my wife gave it to me 35 years ago. The Nazis took it from me, and we were separated toward the end of the war, and I never saw her again. Well, the rabbi almost fainted. So after he read the prayer, he drove the man to New Jersey. Because he knew exactly where the house was. And he knocked on the door and the woman answered. He says, I have someone very special here with me. And stepped aside. And she cried, Moshi. And he whispered, Bella. The stunned couple reunited after so long and wept and wept and wept roadblocks, obstacles, numbing, stunning, derailing, distracting. Are you with me? When you look at what it took to bring these two back together, melting snow from a blizzard damaging the wall of the temple, uh, the effort to still try to make the temple look inviting, buying that curtain at a thrift store, had to have that curtain at the right thrift store at the right time, bought the curtain, thought he was driving back just to hang the curtain, but ran into the woman, and she lived in New Jersey, missed her bus by a couple minutes, waiting, went into the temple, head high tea, sat there with the rabbi, looked at the curtain and said, where did you get that? That's mine. No, you keep it. It's good to look on the shul. Had it not been on the wall when the old man came in, never would have found the two together. Brought her back, took him to New Jersey because he knew where the woman lived. And so... <sighs> Who are you? Because I know who God is. Who am I? Because I know who God is. Only he can do stuff like that. Only God. Only God can bring people back together. Only Hashem is in control and says, stop looking at all the junk you're seeing and just work it out, walk it out, figure it out. Just stand on my word. Pray instead of griping. Pray, pray, fast. If you never fasted before, fast. Fast for your kids. Fast for your marriages. Fast. Fast for the body of Christ. Fast for our nation. Fast. Pray. Watch. Who are we? We're supposed to be the army of God. 
We're supposed to be the, the people of God who are victorious. We're supposed to be the ones that the others are looking at saying, I want what you have. That's who we are. He says, fight, labor to get into that rest. Where is that rest, the secret place? His presence. Did you hear the prophetic word this morning? Build yourself up. Pray, get into my presence. Not one of the folks that prophesied this morning knew what I was preaching on. Not one. Poor Pastor Eric, he just found out last night at 12 midnight when I emailed him my stuff. I'm going to do better, Pastor, I promise. Are you hearing me? Another thing God said is, armor up, man. Armor up. Armor up. Put on the armor. You know, I think sometimes we read stuff and we think God's kidding. Put on the full armor of God. Well, God don't want me to stand there and put the head, the you know, a helmet of salvation and the breastplate. Yes, God does. He does. Okay? Settle it. He says, put on the helmet of salvation. So everybody put on your helmet right now. He said, put on the breastplate of righteousness. Put it on. He said, put, what about the shield of faith? Put your shield out there. What about the girdle of truth? What? Get your girdle on. Get your girdle on. You're not too big. It fits everybody. He said, where's your sword of the spirit? Get your Bible out. Get your phone. If your Bible's in your phone, you don't care what you use. And he said, get your feet shod. Put your feet, your shoes on the gospel of peace. He says, armor up. Now, I've said this to you before, too. And so is Bishop. Take communion daily. Well, I don't know if that's scriptural. <laughs> Take communion daily. He says it. I'll talk about it tonight. If you come back tonight at 7, it's called, I Believe the Redeemer Lives. I Know My Redeemer Lives. I want to talk about it. Take communion daily. Jesus said in 1 Corinthians 11, as oft, as often as you there it goes. Well, they're giving it to me. They're awesome. 1 Corinthians 11.25, he said, as oft, as often as you do this. That means, guess what often means? Guess what often means? Often. Often. That's not once in a great while. Often. Do you know that Communion is available in this house every Sunday morning at 9 or at 11. I mean, 1. 9 or 1. 9 or 1. They take communion here every Sunday. Not once a month. Every Sunday. We're going to take communion tonight at 7 in the service. As often as you take it. Take communion every day. Well, I don't have wine, and I have grape juice. And he doesn't care if you use bread and water. As often, 
take communion. We're in a time you got to be taking that communion regularly. Okay? He says, rebuke, bind, loose. Oh, what a novel idea. It should not be novel in this house. We're a house of binding and loosening. And I rebuke you, Satan. Get your filthy hands off of the people of God. You're in a warfare house. He says, bind, rebuke, uh, loose, you know, do the offense. Stop having to run from the devil. We're not a defensive house. We're an offensive house. We'll go and smack him right in the face, get out of our way. We don't go looking for him. But when he gets in our way, we kick him to the curb. Hello. He said, bind, rebuke, clear the atmosphere. Clear the atmosphere. Don't let him hack you. He says, command opposition to stop in Jesus' name. Jesus said, I give you all authority. Then command it. I command you, Satan, to get out in Jesus' name. Get off my kids. Get off my marriage. Get off my family. Get off my possessions. Get off my business. Command him. And then, shake it off and move on. Shake it off and move on. That's what he's telling us to do in this hour. Look at Acts 18.6. And when they opposed themselves and blasphemed, he shook his raiment and said unto them, Your blood be upon your own heads. I'm clean. And from henceforth I go to the Gentiles. He shook it off. He says, okay, enough. I'm done. You do what you got to do. And I'm going to do what God showed me to do. Hello. Don't sit there and wallow in the past. Well, you don't know. You don't know what I did. You don't know what I didn't do. You don't know who I hurt. You don't know what I've been accused of. You, I don't care. How's that? See, I, I'm smart now because... Bishop gets me on this one all the time. I used to say, who cares? And Bishop would always come back with, you want to know who cares? I care. Now I don't say that. I say very plainly, I don't care. And I don't care your past. I care if you're still wounded and need a healing. I care if I can heal and help be a vessel God uses, but I don't care about the past because God ain't in the past. God's in the present and in the future. God ain't in nothing except where you're headed and how to get you there. And that is what God cares about. I don't care about the past. Cut it off. Come on, bring your big old sword up and say, I'm cutting off the past. Because nobody that matters cares about the past. God wants to use where you've been, 
but God don't want you living in a bunch of junk. <laughs> you don't know what I did. Did you ask God to forgive you? Have you moved on? If not, yeah, you're going to stay back here with what you did. Forget it. There ain't a person in here that can say they never done anything wrong. There ain't a person in here that can say, I never made a mistake. There ain't a person in here that can say, well, I didn't do good, but I, I, yeah, I, I'm going to do better. That's what we're supposed to do. I'm going to move forward. And if y'all want to stay in the past, see ya. See ya, bye. Hello. Shake it off. Shake, 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 shake it off. Shake it off. The past, yesterday, one hour ago. Shake it off. He says, keep your vision before you. Keep your vision before you. Don't look at what you see. Well, God, I've been praying for this for 17 years, and it don't look no different. Don't look at the natural. Stop it in Jesus' name. Look at what God said. What God says. Are you with me? Write it down. Write it down, what God says. And then guard that with your life, with your prayers, with the blood of Jesus. And last of all, listen, listen to what God is saying about you, not anyone else. Listen to what God is saying about you. Listen. He said, I am speaking directly into lives today. How many of you would agree, yep, spoken to mine? That's not Dr. Cheryl. God says, I'm speaking into lives today. He says, I don't want you to just say, oh, what a nice word, because it wasn't nice. <laughs> I could think of nicer things to say. <laughs> Are you with me? He says, they got to know me. They got to know me. And then they'll find out who they are. I love that. The more I know him, the more I know who I am. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus.